Welcome to episode 23 of Boyd Video. I'm your host, Evan Jordan, a.k.a. That Evan Jordan on Twitter. And I am Nick, a.k.a. Agent Relic on Twitter. And today we uh, have a, a very special episode for you. We have a hyper-violent Indonesian action double feature. And we have a guest, too. We have uh, Andrew Taylor of the Silver Screen Surfers. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah no, I'm excited to talk and, about these movies. And his cat. I mean, I think and, I hear a cat in the back. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's scratching. She's scratching away. Scratch, scratch, scratch. I can't see. Yeah, this it. is the first time we've had a pet in, in the shop. So uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, she makes it back out the portal okay. Did you forget yeah. your dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but th- that's a given. He's just always here, right? So this is the first time we've had a guest pet you know yes but yeah we let drew pick these movies and uh they were this is right up his alley so we, we kind of have the three uh the three uh grades of action of of hand-to-hand action movie fans here because drew's kind of the expert and i'm kind of somewhere in the middle i'm definitely far from an expert and and nick's kind of the novice so we're gonna have an interesting take for these for these movies a nice wide variety you know of uh, opinions here but Drew, before we get into talking about the movies, why don't you introduce Silver Screen Surfers and tell people what you guys do and what you're about? Yeah, uh, so a friend of mine, uh, Ben, uh, he and I do a movie podcast called uh, Silver Screen Surfers, and we just talk about movies, mainly the bigger ones, kind of like you guys do indie movies, indie horror movies and stuff like that. We focus more on like the bigger movies that are coming out. Um we just did like a review <clears throat> of uh, Fast and Furious Nine, so that's out nice. right now. Yeah. Oh, you already saw it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it came out like a week ago. Oh, did it? I yeah. thought it was still. <laughs> I didn't realize it came out already. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it came out like June twenty fifth or something like that. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, so we talked about that last week, and then uh, another MCU movie is coming out, Black Widow. So we'll probably talk about that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then Space Jam. That's exciting. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Space space you know, that's movie. one I'll definitely, I'll definitely yeah. watch. <laughs> I guess uh, I'll watch this. Uh, also, yeah. Evan was on an episode about a month ago, yeah, too, right? Yeah. Quiet yep. Place. Yep. We did Quiet Place Part 2, Evan and I. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, Best episode yeah, you guys done, have done. I'm not biased at all. I think... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I think so far right now... We've done like eight episodes because we, we try to do it bi-weekly uh, just because of work and life and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. And, it, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like watching a movie is at home is pretty easy. But I feel like I was about to, to say you guys go to the theaters. So that's yeah, why. I feel like going to the movie theaters, especially right now, it is kind of difficult. Um, thankfully, uh, the movie theater that I mainly go to is like not even five miles away from my house um nice and that's so, yeah, the issue usually, for me is like, yeah well, it's I like i usually just go over so there far. you know um but yeah it's not so easy for everyone else <laughs> how, how far is your movie theater from your house oh mine's like a 45 minute drive oh god yeah i, feel like <laughs> I live in the go, middle of fucking nowhere yeah. dude like i yeah there's i live in the middle of nowhere so anything yeah. is far from me yeah, yeah nick's is closer tough. though nick's yours isn't far is it yeah, it's only a couple miles, probably ten minutes tops. There you yeah. go. So yeah, no, I can't complain. Um, yeah, so we're just talking about a lot of bigger movies right now. We we have talked about movies that have previously come out before twenty twenty one or whatever. Um, like we did an episode with a friend of ours 
uh, on Whiplash, uh, which is that Miles nice. Teller drum Great movie. movie. Um, that was like the movie that got me into indie movies, like to watching more okay. like lower budget movies. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I it's hard to classify what's indie. I guess now. Um, that's definitely like a, the line people call stuff indie. That's you know, yeah, like a guy who's like pretty rich made that movie so i don't really know what you you know yeah, it's like it's hard <laughs> to classify that yeah and like on this episode we're talking about uh a netflix movie which i mean you could classify it as indie kind of i mean is it no <laughs> i don't know i, I mean no netflix is like this uh they're so they're so weird like it, you can you even like classify them as a studio like it's hard to yeah, even I don't put, know. A, put a put a name on it you know like if you were like a a, a smaller director and you wanted to like do a movie and somehow you were able to pitch Netflix or something like that and they're into it like it being it it being like your first movie like can you say it's like an indie movie i i, I don't know like it's so hard to put net like what yeah what i think if they give you Netflix? the money before oh. you make it if yeah. they give you the money before you make it then <laughs> you're not indie you know but like yeah, if you guess, make it yeah. and then they pick it up yeah. I would uh, accept th- that. This movie actually has an interesting story on how it was picked up to Netflix, but I don't really want to talk about it, so uh, you can look it up. Uh, the Night Comes for Us on how it was picked up by Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it has to do, it has to do with some very uh, uh, shady people that originally owned it. <laughs> oh, okay. Very bad people. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, speaking yeah. of which, since since we're before we go, like in, another fun fact about The Night Comes for Us. Is the, it was the very first Indonesian film that was produced by Netflix. Yeah. But in Indonesia, the the largest ISP, it's called Telkomsel, and they have like basically fifty percent of the you know of the market share in Indonesia. They they have banned and blocked Netflix from their service. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Like that. That's crazy to me. That like that the first film Netflix produced from that country they have banned net like i don't that just doesn't add up i'd love to to hear more about that story yeah i'd be interested <laughs> to hear why they did that maybe it's uh, i don't even know like that that's really weird but yeah <laughs> yeah both of these movies too uh the one was distributed by netflix they picked it up uh and then the first or the other one was just a regular theatrical release and then netflix just got it after so got streaming yeah. rights to it yeah yeah well, yeah, yeah we so can go are... right into the movies if you guys want. We're going to uh, start with, with Headshot. And that's the one that, like Nick was saying, is just streaming on Netflix now. They didn't produce this movie or anything. They just yeah, uh, you know, picked it up, and now you can watch it there. But it's also directed by... this. this both these movies have the same director. Uh, and I'm going to apologize beforehand because I'm sh- surely going to butcher uh, Timo's name. Timo Tajanto? I, I tried. Uh, probably done a better job than majority of a lot of other people. So <laughs> uh, he did co-direct Headshot with with Kimo Stambol, and then uh, Night Comes for Us. He did he did solo, but Headshot for for our listeners because we definitely have a horror demographic. Uh, Timo actually worked with uh, Gareth Edwards on the Safe Haven segment on VHS two, so uh, you're yeah. maybe a little familiar with his work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he- Headshot is kind of uh, the more cliche of the two, I would say, yeah. as far as like what the movie's about. But 
it's got the kind of the, the amnesiac the the main character he washes up on the beach and he doesn't remember uh, like what's going on and it's slowly coming back to him right and yeah in, in the process he's like systematically killing his wrongdoers yeah pretty much it's it's kind of like um there's so many i feel like there are so many american produced movies like with this plot um yeah we're like so and so something happens to him he gets in some accident he's you know he's in a, a coma and then he comes out of his coma and like he he doesn't know what's going on people are chasing him whatever blah 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 and then like it turns out he's like an assassin or something you know what i mean yeah so it turns <clears throat> right. out he's not maybe a stand-up guy prior to the yeah pretty, pretty yeah. much yeah like i've seen this movie so many times like already um but like I, I i still find like even though like the plot of this movie is super cliche and it's already been done it's it's still pretty enjoyable in terms of kind of how outrageous it is yeah and yeah and the, the structure is cool like the, yeah. the way that he kind of is going like drew mentioned like when we were texting about it that it's kind of like a video game that it's like he's fighting boss after boss which he kind of is and it's it's pretty cool it's it's structured uniquely in that way kind of that it's and they're all kind of like they have their specialty almost like a video game you know like each one's got their like yeah their like own vibe and own like personality and own like weapon that they use yeah so here's one of my questions regarding this movie and uh, for listeners, these both of these movies are in subtitles, so you're going to be doing a lot of reading. Um, unless you know Indonesian, um, yeah, you're, you're going to have to read. Anyway, yeah, I don't but, think um, I, I checked the countries that listen to our podcast, and I, I don't think Indonesia was on there. But we're here for you, Indonesia. If <laughs> you need you indie movies, you know. Yeah. Um, so my question here is that so, like I was saying, the main character, the plot of this movie is main character something happens to him he wakes up from a coma blah 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 um fights his way you know through his oppressors or whatever and then at the end you know beats the shit out of the main bad guy anyways um my question here is that from what i understood is that he was yes he was working for this i guess you could call it like a triad organization like a crime ring or whatever right yeah like and, a crime syndicate yeah so and then they kill him and and throw his body over like a pier or whatever, and then he washes up on the shore and and you know they sh- they shot him in the head, uh, you know the movie's called the headshot. Uh, <laughs> and speaking speaking of which, the movie being the movie called being headshot. called headshot, they shot him in the head. He wakes up on a beach and then he's you know in a hospital or whatever. So my question there was, did does like he is he like one of those generals? Like is he because they kind of have like. These people that he's fighting throughout this movie, um, kind of, you know, Ev and I were talking about like the kind of boss fight, I guess, esque, um, yeah, leveling of the movie. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, is like, was he kind of one of those people already? You know, like, I like, think like so. a lieutenant or like a, you know, like a head kind. Of, well, you know, I, the, yeah. I would almost argue that he was the top one, and he wanted because okay. it does not. I it. it this is kind of a spoiler, not really, but they he kind of they kind of don't explain why he was shot in the head and yeah, why he wanted out. Yeah, but I'm assuming he wanted out, and that's why they were gonna shoot him in the head and you know kill him. To gotcha. Get him out. But I I feel like okay. he was the the 
the top guy because like that's why they want him because if he was one of the lower level ones they wouldn't care they'd be yeah. like yeah, okay whatever like, okay. he knew a lot of information i was just confused him. how that was all set up because when that's revealed and everything like that it basically every boss that he fights through the movie is like standing there on the pier when you know he's getting killed opposed you know supposedly and yeah I, I was like why do they care about this guy was he like one of them like was he a lieutenant in like this triad organization or whatever so that's what i, I was confused about that the whole time yeah, yeah that makes and i he, think that makes sense what nick's saying about he would be the like the the top one kind of yeah because you know? they also call him son like he says son or like yeah like that's yeah. his yeah i don't know but uh and, yeah and they go into that they they show what that means they explain the why yeah they explain there's more explanation way later on in the movie because i feel like yeah. that's part of the big reveal and everything like that but before that i feel like any story beats that happen in this movie just don't really matter because <laughs> they i guess they don't till you well, find out all, everything that happens i don't know yeah, and it actually opens. That's with, what I was uh, about to say. It opens with a different person, so that threw me off. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it opens with the main bad guy escaping. Uh, he is in prison, and I guess he gets somebody inside. He's like a playing as a janitor, or whatever. Gets a knife, kills the guards, and the first kill of the movie, he like stabs him in the neck, and the, the blood squirting him in the eye, and he's like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very over the top, was, uh, but yeah. He, and that over-the-top first kill kind of sets the stage Hyper for violence, the rest yeah. of the action. Yeah, it, like, this movie's super gory and action-heavy, so... Yeah, I guess that is a really interesting way to open your movie, because you're like, okay, so is that the main character? The guy that, the guy that like, just fucking killed everyone? Or Yeah, when he's like, breaking out of jail, I'm like... I'm like, this is a bad motherfucker, man, that this yeah, movie's like, about. Okay, like, this like, guy's evil. For the guy that just, like, <laughs> murdered everyone. Um... But then, obviously, you know, we get the reveal of... Right. Um, right after that, the, the main it cuts to yeah. the beach. Yeah. Yep. And, and you yep. see him wash up, you know? And, yeah, and so, then the fisherman, like, finds him on the beach and takes him to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and he gets taken to a hospital, and he gets the name Ishmael because the doctor is reading uh, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, they never she's... did... Did they say what his real name is? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Abdi. Abdi. That's what it is. Okay. And, like, they hit it off off the bat, and the the romance relationship between the <laughs> doctor and him is so forced, and, like, the music wants you to be like, oh, man, I'm investing in their relationship. <laughs> and then, she, obviously, she gets used as a pawn to get him back to his, you know, to Lee, who is, like, the main mobster. Yeah, and I think that's kind of... Because... Uh, they had to have some way to get this guy. You know what I mean? Like, because he's yeah. kind of—he has no connections. He has no family. He ha- other than and he these doesn't gangsters, remember you know? anything. So like, he could right. literally faded into existence if it wasn't for her. You know? Right. Yeah. And they and it's kind of that's kind of I feel like why they did the the forced relationship a little. But it is weird, especially at first. You you kind of like by the end of it, I was like, okay, you know, they've been through a lot together now, so for sure, you know, but. There's at some, first, it feels forced and weird, kind of. It's just cliche, yeah, it, that's all. And even yeah. at the end, there's some quick change of hearts, and it, I was not a fan of how the relationship was handled in the movie. But at the end of the day, like people who watch 
both of these movies are going for the action scenes and that's Absolutely. right that's what i was gonna say yeah so, you're like, coming here to see that people get the shit beat out of them you know does it Violently. matter that the relationship <laughs> isn't a great one <laughs> right yeah exactly no. but yeah kind of after the the relationship kind of kicks off and it's you're kind of following it's cutting back and forth between the big bad and then ishmael and and the and the, his doctor and pretty quickly thereafter him and the doctor part ways because she she wants him to come with her but he says he's got some shit to take care of and you know that like he means dirty work you know and yeah uh, and then that that kind of sets off what nick was saying about how they intercept her bus and and they snatch her up and that's kind of sets off the rest of the movie yeah so like essentially the only person he knows and remembers is now liable for what he did in the past before he can't like remember so he has to like save her because that's the only person he knows <laughs> yeah and, and what was uh what was the thing that gave her away though like how did she get i know like they you know they pull the bus over and everything like that and then they kill everyone on the bus um, well remember before that uh lee sent somebody to the hospital because he heard the rumors of somebody washing up shore okay, where they yeah. Had, yeah so he sent somebody yeah. to the hospital and they find uh opti there Right, and, and then right. as she's leaving to get on the bus, there's actually people in a car like across the street watching them. Gotcha. And they, and but they ones. they think that he got on the bus with her. And also, and like, uh, when Lee sends somebody for the doctor, like that he confronts the doctor alone. Like, uh, Ishmael isn't there, and then he comes back. So like they know that he has an attachment with the doctor. Like he came back for the doctor to save her from the dude that was sent. Yeah. Speaking of which, that guy they send to get the information to send to the hospital, I fucking didn't. There's nobody I, I've hated more in a movie in a long time. <laughs> he reminded me of that dude in I Care, I, I Care a Lot that uh, Peter Dinklage sends, like the idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's like an he's, he's, he's so incompetent and he's such a fucking coward. Like, he's uh, he acts like he's big and bad when he's got his fucking boys behind him, but like when he's got a gun to his head. He's bleeding for his life like a pathetic little shit. And, like, I, man, that guy triggered me so hard. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like those characters that just, like, have, like, almost zero. I don't even know. He's a like, pawn. He's a pawn. Yeah. In like, the there's thing. just. And they sent him because he's expendable. Like exactly. Right. That, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That, that's, that's a perfect way to, to put it. It's just like. Whatever this guy does means literally nothing to us, but he thinks he's like the biggest shit because we chose yeah. him to like go do this thing. But then and when they he... sent him because he's dumb enough to yeah. not get because like people right. feel bad for him and not kill him, so he's gonna get the information. <laughs> exactly, he's gonna get and the then, information. And then when he's actually like threatened by another like person, he just you know like you said Evan, crumbles. He just, yeah, he doesn't. Get it, you know. <laughs> he he's the first boss of the video game. Like you were saying, it's a series of boss fights. He's the giving right. boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the tutorial he's, boss yeah, yeah he's, he's the, the boss that once you kill all his ads he pleads for his life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah but I, I guess after this it's kind of sets off that series of boss fights you know yeah i was gonna say if you guys want to talk about your favorite ones or any memorable action sequences i know we both have like or we all kind of have the favorite fight sequence with the water and the beach yeah, I mean, I, see, yeah. and I, my favorite fight sequence is not that one, actually. My favorite fight sequence is the police station because, one, because it's just, like, it starts out with him handcuffed to a fucking table and, like, 
you're like, how is he gonna? He's fucked because he's handcuffed to a table. These guys with machine guns are coming in the door, and like seeing him like get out of this situation and fight those guys. And then there's a whole sequence where there is like a row of tables they're fighting on, and that was just so badass. I thought the way that they're going back and forth down this row of tables fighting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, go ahead. I was say the beach fight was uh, mine and Drew's favorite, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I. I'm a sucker for just, like, stupid settings of, like, hand-to-hand combat fight scenes. Like, like this is, this is I don't know if it's intentional, but it's definitely, like, a callback to, like, Mission Impossible 2, where Tom Cruise and this other dude are fighting each other on a fucking beach, and it's just, like, this... Yeah, the water's getting yeah, splashed around, and they're falling and into And sand's, it. Every, <laughs> you know, flying everywhere, and I'm thinking to myself, this just... This seems very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, uh, fighting, like fighting on, on sand would suck. Because like, yeah, you get it all like, on your fighting eyes on a beach shit. just sounds absolutely like a, just such a shit show. But they're always just like super interesting to me because, you know, they're it's just like a weird location to have a fight, and then on top of that, you know, they're throwing sand at each other in each other's faces, right? And stuff like that, rolling around in it. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. else makes it interesting is it's open one on one. There's no there's no objects. It's just the hand to hand combat of right. it. So it, it it allows them to get the camera in spots that are like yeah, because they have like top down camera views. You can't do some of that stuff in interior shots or parking garages or like yeah. it's just a very open hand-to-hand combat sequence like yeah well knife to hand <laughs> yeah because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's weapons involved in the fight but there's no like foreign objects besides like the environment you know so it's just yeah. like an open fight yeah i think that's kind of where you can start seeing like in a lot of the classic kung fu movies like where the where the majority of the ones i feel like i've watched are there's not much guns and like there's some sword play sometimes but there's like not many guns in a lot of them you know like it's they're just fist fighting each other and like it's kind of you could see over the years as it got to like the 90s and the early 2000s they started shifting to where like it's a mixture of both and it's gotten to where now they've like matured that to its like fullest extent i feel like and it's like a yeah. sick mixture of, of both. yeah we we don't really it's it's weird because like i mean it, it i shouldn't say it's weird it's funny and also kind of depressing i guess you could say that like because um, like American films are always going to be focused on just fucking guns because like right. America right like we can have we can own a fucking gun like whatever America why fight yeah. with your fist when you have a twenty two exactly and it's like we don't get like any really hand to hand combat action oriented movies anymore like from like an American studio because it's like. It, yeah. Most of the time, you're gonna know that it's like a, a stand-in, so you you already know that the actor who's the you know the actor who's playing the character who's getting the shit beat out of him, like it's not even the same person. But like the right. thing about uh, the thing I love about these movies is that the actors that are playing a lot of the main characters are people who actually like do their own stunts. Um, yeah. And it's like a huge callback to like, you know, um, you know, like back in the day, like Jackie Chan, like he did like a lot of his own stunts. You know what I mean? But like he started yeah. in his own Bruce movies. Lee. Bruce Lee did the same thing, and it, and I don't want to make it seem like oh, just because they're you know Asians or anything like that, like oh, only they can do that. But um, I just feel like we don't have that with like American American actors. Yeah, they're like, just the all. ones who do it, you except know? Like, Tom Cruise, <laughs> just like Reeves. and Keanu Reeves too. It's like. It's like those people, and I actually talked about this recently um, 
on our Fast and Furious episode uh, was that the thing about those movies, like the action that happens in like Fast and Furious movies, it's entertaining action, but it's not thrilling. And it's not thrilling because it's not real. And I was talking, to, I, my wife and I were talking about this, and I was like, the reason why I love like the latest uh, Mission Impossible movie is because a lot of the shit that he did in that movie, he like actually did it himself. Like that's realistic to me. Where I'm watching a Fast and Furious movie and it's all fucking CGI, you know? Like, I, I know that it's fake and so it's just not like... Here's, it, it's cool, but it's not thrilling. And it's not thrilling because it's not real. But like... Here's where my counterpoint would be. And that's that these movies... And it's not really a knock to these movies, but... Yeah. You're fighting 50 on one. Oh, and absolutely. And they take turns coming at them. That's not realistic. If yeah, this was realistic, absolutely. they would they would jump them all fifty. At once. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're, they're taking turns. That is you a know, really good. In. Yeah, that is a really good <laughs> counterpoint because like you're 100 percent right. Like these movies are basically like video games. You know what I mean? Like this is yes, such a like yes. they're very video game movies um, in terms of all like pretty much every aspect of the movie. But um, right. the stunt work, though, is real. Yeah, but like know? the yes. stunt work is real. And because it's real, it's thrilling to me because you're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't fucking fight where shit. So, <laughs> like, I mean, to see <laughs> people do like, like cool, like choreography is always like a huge thing for me. Because like if it's done well and it looks realistic, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's the stuff I appreciate in movies because it's people actually taking the time to make sure that it looks i guess as i guess in terms of these two movies it's as brutal as possible you know what i mean yeah um in other movies like say like a mission possible movie or whatever choreography there it's they want to make they want to do that because they want it to look as real as possible you know what i mean versus like a fast and furious movie half the shit that not even half the shit 75 percent of the shit in that movie is cgi because they can't do that in real life because it's just physics don't work that way and that's uh, there's like, some one I, reason no go ahead there's Nick. there's some cool behind the scenes stuff on the fast and furious stat like oh some yeah of that is real stunt work and it's impressive like with yeah the car, like using the cars at the speed that they're using it i i would say I, watch watch the latest one and, and it is it's the most cgi filled fast and furious movie i've seen um but that's not to knock it and say that it's not entertaining because you know what? I had dumb fun with it um, because that's what those movies are. But it's just yeah. like I get more excited for something like if I found out that, you know, Timo was going to put out another movie, I'd be jacked about it. You know, and if one of these guys, you know, like Joe Tal- Talsman, if he was in that movie or the main character of Headshot, um, the main actor, if he was in the movie, too, I'd be like, oh, that's great. Like, I'm excited about that because. I know that I'm going to get like a brutal, like fucking fighting movie. Um, and the same goes for like a Tom, Cru- like Tom Cruise and like another mission impossible movie. I'm like, I'm like excited for that because I know that it's choreographed like really well. Um, so yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely have to check out more fast and furious, uh, special features, but yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of like how I've been looking at, um, like American action movies and then, you know, like foreign action movies. Like it's, it's more of like choreographs on the foreign side. Whereas American, it's like, you know, well, we can CGI it up. So this reminds me of, uh, like people tend to like, I've seen a lot of lists put death proof as like Quentin Tarantino's worst movie. 
and it's like towards the top of mine because the fucking car work in that movie is so sick like it's real cars running into each other like it's it's made like old car movies yeah and that's one reason i really like it yeah i think that's the one tarantino movie i haven't seen i'm pretty sure was is yeah i really like that what do you have (laughs) you seen that uh, haven't you nick yes and i'll just keep my mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're not going on a tarantino no, i don't want evan defending death proof like his life depends on it because i would put it at the bottom of my rankings yeah that's fair <laughs> that's, I, I get it the, yeah i was gonna say I get that's that that that's a discussion for another day because it's different <laughs> but, than but his there's other a stuff, right? there's something in that movie though for you evan that feels and i don't think it's bad it's not a bad movie so like i'm not saying sure it's yeah it's good. yeah um it, it seems very Tarantino. It definitely seems very Robert Rodriguez to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he he did he like co-direct that movie or co-produce. Well, no. they did they did the Grindhouse double feature That's together. What is what they tried, and he did Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror, and he did Death Proof, and then they tried to show them in theaters as a double feature, like the old Grindhouse movies, which did not really work. Gotcha. They didn't make much money on that. I think that's definitely his least money making movie for sure. Oh, Death Proof, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like what I was saying is that. But the reason why you enjoy that movie, well, at least the aspect of that movie, is that you felt like, oh, like that feels realistic to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were talking yeah, about and like I, the car and it's work like an homage like to things I love too. So I'm definitely biased. You know, like it's an oh, homage sure. to old grindhouse movies and old car movies, and I like both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I just really appreciate people that go like the extra mile to like make it seem as badass as possible. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Yeah. I also so. think, uh, um, like with the foreign, like filmmaker, they don't often get that CGI budget and they don't have the people who could do the CGI the no. same way Hollywood yeah, can as easily. Right. So, so they have to do it real and like it also like there's a lot of long takes in these movies that are like like the camera's not cutting once every two seconds like you no. can really feel the that, yes american action movies cut so damn much like yeah and it's a lot of it's because of stunt doubles and you know right yeah. stand-ins like, like the weirdest spots it's like why is it why is the camera like right up this guy's asshole like it doesn't make and any sense to me. that point you made about the, the the foreign budgets not being as high a lot of times for this stuff is one of the reasons like that i love indie movies because there's a lot yeah. of forced creativity whenever you don't have the money to do it exactly yeah there you was know. a in headshot there were a few so they they tried a few long takes and they actually had cuts in them and i noticed it and i actually rewound it because i was like oh man because like they you can they, notice they must it have sometimes messed up, they, they messed up the long take so they had a jarring cut in in the middle of it to make it match up and it didn't quite match up there's one where he's on a table like halfway through and like it cut yeah, I know what you're like, talking about. Uh, the table one was probably the most that I noticed. But yeah, and that's yeah. it's got to be so much work to get those shots like in yeah. one take. So I and get then it, once you, know? you, and then once you mess it up to go back and fix it is even right. more difficult to get the camera angle and the lighting and all that stuff oh, exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. The biggest, the biggest shout outs for both of these movies, uh, the practical effects. Um, yes, the gore. The gore. Yeah. The gore the just like hair and makeup like i don't even fucking know the way they pick up weapons mid fight (laughs) looks so good like it looks we didn't even talk about the gore yet these are 
without a doubt probably the goriest action movies i've ever seen in my life like yeah. people's bones are breaking and there's blood everywhere and people are full of blood and i would know, say the night yeah limbs. the night comes for us <laughs> is definitely the most violent action movie i've ever seen um yeah these are both super violent like yeah there's and, there's like dismemberment and stuff yeah. you know like it's it's legit and, and the thing that kind of got me into more uh, into like appreciating more like foreign films like just not not just like foreign action movies but like foreign films in general um is just like having i i don't know i i feel like a lot of these movies like have the same crews like they kind of stick together and like i can appreciate that because like uh both the actors in uh, the night comes for us they were both in the raid they were both in the first raid movie and then the the main character of or the main guy from headshot and who was in the night comes for us as well he uh was in uh the raid too so like having them kind of back to do like another movie together was really cool um you know cuz they work with uh what was his name was it Gareth is it Gareth Edwards or no Gareth no G- Gareth, Gareth Edwards is the Godzilla yeah, that's yeah. Gareth Edwards. Gareth <laughs> Evans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I remember yeah. it because he's got a cool ass name, you know. Yeah, because he did the raid <laughs> one and two, um, with these guys. So yeah, no, I just appreciate like foreign films where they're like able to kind of have like the same crews and everything like that because it, it's almost like a continuity sort of thing. I don't know. I it's think weird. part of yeah, it too of is like it's it's so too. hard to choreograph it and the stunt work and stuff so once you get someone who's really good at it they're just you keep doing the same you know, movies with them yeah yeah and if they've the worked together list. too yeah they're at the you know? top of your list like every action director wants these people because they do a good job <laughs> yeah. yeah and if they and the fact that like these people are in the same movies together they already know how to work with each other which is a huge advantage you know yeah. you don't have to meet yeah. a new person and learn how they work you know it's like they already get each other as soon as they walk onto the set so yeah 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 well, I, well let's I think uh that's... let's uh yeah let's switch focus to the night comes for us yeah um, agreed which i have now seen this is the third time i've watched this movie um, man see this is the first time i've ever watched this these were these were the first two did did timo do so gareth evans he didn't he didn't write that the raid with him or anything i did i they... don't i don't know um no no i don't think i was gonna so. say i think these are the first timo movies i've seen then uh, well, other than the saw, he did the yeah, he did the, the vhs2 thing yeah. yeah he also had a segment in uh the abcs of death the L is for libido section. Oh, okay. I have seen that. It's been a, it's been a few years, but I have seen that too. Yeah. Um, um but the I think these are both like his first like pretty like bigger movies that he's done. Um especially that I comes for a scene that it was fucking produced by Netflix. See, I guess I could say that I'm glad that this is on Netflix because I feel like everyone has a Netflix account, you know what I mean? Yeah. And more eyes on it more eyes on this movie even if it was never really intentionally supposed to be here like on netflix like that's you know i guess take it take it as you take it as you will but um yeah no i i found out about this movie because my old roommate that i used to live with um he and i actually watched the raid together and then when i had moved out raid 2 had finally come out and we had talked about it um we had i saw it separately i never saw the raid 2 in theaters um or even the raid 1 um but then he was like oh yeah there's like a new movie it's it's the raid guys are in it again 
And I was like, oh, is it directed by Gareth Evans? He's like, no, it's this other guy. And then I watched this movie and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's definitely the most violent movie I've ever watched. Um, yeah. But to me, it's like the violence in, in movies like this doesn't bother me because even with how outlandish the violence is, it's just because it's like so over the top. You know what I mean? Whereas like a more grounded, I guess you could say like horror movie. I don't even know. Like, it, I, you know, I mean, I don't even know what the last like big slasher movie that's come out. Um, that's been like, I guess the most violent, like, bi- like mainline horror movie that I've ever watched is the evil dead remake. That's definitely okay. the most violent horror movie I've ever watched. And that one's, that one's even kind of over the top. Like, uh, there's a, there's some, like, I'm trying to think like revenge movies maybe. And like some of those, I've never seen green room, usually. but I've heard that's like, yeah, yeah that is green very, room. very violent. Yeah. Blue, and it's blue super ruin grounded. Well. Agree. Yeah. Blue, yeah, ruin, blue ruin. ruin. But those I would not consider horror movies. They're thrillers. Nah, thrillers. Okay. Yeah. Wait, did they but make a definitely... sequel to that movie? <laughs> Blue Wait, Room? Wait, to what? Oh, no, Blue Ruin is Jeremy oh, Saulnier's first Ruin. Movie. I thought you said Blue Room. I was like, the Green Room and the Blue Room. I didn't know they made a sequel. Um, <laughs> nah, that, that coloring thing is a... I wondered if that was a play on each other, but then he did Hold the Dark, so I guess it's not. Unless yeah. dark he, he took out, Yeah, I was going to say, he color. took out the color for the darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I these the violence in these movies just don't really bother me because I just know it's just it's just so over the top. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of the violence, uh, so they're they're on Netflix, so they're rated TVMA. But if they were rated by the MPA, these would have both, I think, or yeah. I, the night comes for us for sure would have been the first ever movie uh, to get the NC seventeen rating purely for violence. Like, there's nothing else that contributed to it besides the violence and the gore. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of crazy getting an NC yeah because there's no like cursing or nudity i don't no, think even not at you know? all there's not no even nudity. a hint of it yeah <laughs> yeah there, there, there so, is definitely some cursing um is there in this a little movie. bit yeah white boy bobby he curses yeah bunch. white boy bobby yeah of course um, the white guy is the one who yeah. curses in it. <laughs> and um yeah. yeah no that's really interesting to hear that like if it was rated by like the mpaa like it would totally be nc-17 i could totally see that being a thing oh man because yeah, this... i you know i was watching the movie and i was i was i know this is you know like i said the third time i've seen this thing but i was like how the fuck did this get on netflix it's <laughs> like this is so <laughs> fucking violent like like i was talking about one of my favorite kills in the movie uh and he's fighting in uh like the clubhouse uh towards the end of the movie and it's uh you know what we were talking about before you know he's fighting every guy one by one that's not really really realistic but he's you know fighting one guy after another and he fights this one dude and he throws him he throws him like on a on a pool table and he grabs like a like the balls like the cue balls and he smashes the cue balls into this dude's head and there's just fucking blood spurting everywhere yeah like a fountain of blood yeah and then like the camera shows a shot of like the the basket of cue balls that he's holding and it has hair in it yeah and i think <laughs> at that moment in my mind i was thinking to myself this is the most violent thing in, i've ever seen but then on top of that how is this on netflix <laughs> um, yeah they should be like it's a, just like a warning before you watch it, <laughs> it almost like i kind of wish they would um 
but man, yeah, that is that is definitely the most violent thing I've ever seen. It's just a dude getting his face yeah. smashed in with a bunch of cue balls and then blood going everywhere. Yeah, we haven't even uh, introduced the plot this week, so we should talk about what the movie is. It's true. Before. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. It's also very typical storyline wise, which, as I said, is kind of because like all they care about is the action. Like, if you're looking for this, these movies for action, they're gonna deliver. Watch like, both of just, these. Yeah, yeah, point blank, they're <laughs> gonna deliver the action, the gore, <laughs> all that. But uh, so this movie is Ito. He is. I don't know how to approach this aspect of the movie if it's a spoiler or not but well, ito uh, is a is a triad like uh right hand man essentially he's a high up e- six c's is what they call him in the triad and yeah the six c's are like generals right or like they're elite like they're they protect the drug smugglers yeah yeah but yeah, uh, they're like enforcers so, so, who protect the but drug the movie smugglers. opens with a uh, a village being burnt to the ground and there's one survivor or there's actually three survivors at the time it's a, a two parents and a kid the parents are killed they're shot in the back by the triads and the girl is left it, it, it cuts it cuts so you don't see it happen but the girl is rescued by a member of the triads Ito. yeah and the rest of the movie is the triads trying to seemingly get her back there, there there's some twists in here i don't really want to spoil what is going on here but essentially yeah. the rest of the movie is them trying to kill ito and his crew which is like made up of other people he's come into yeah, his like with. old his like old crew members his like old friends yeah. who he used to yeah. run a, a drug so business with i was under yeah i was under the impression that they had all been previously working for the triads um no yeah i'm not i don't I don't, I don't think, think so. White Boy Bobby and the other guy was the guy that was with him. So well, they kind of well, had like their own thing going on, and then yes. Ito went off to go work for the Triads. Like Ito and then the other guy, like his best friend, like they went off to work for the Triads, right? Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So well, that because they were the ones confused. who ended up. I think I think they all started out working for the Triads, but then it didn't work out for White Boy Bobby and the other guy. Like, but kind of for all the the crime runs through the triads pretty much yeah. as far as i interpret it like gotcha from the yeah movie is like everything runs through the triads anyway so yeah you, yeah not directly they definitely were all associated with them but yeah like like ito was up there he was one of the six c's like they're elite people you know yeah. yeah and apparently this village the reason they burnt it to the ground is they had someone in the village had stolen some drugs from the triads so they burnt the whole place down to kill everyone <laughs> yeah they were like That's gonna send a message you know because <laughs> they they don't they're like if you if you have a bad apple you burn the whole tree down something to that effect yeah. is what he says this plot is very very simple um it's yeah. also though i think it's it's got better layers and more layers to it than headshot does yeah that that are more it's interesting more believable, to see play because like the doctor falling in love with the main character in the last movie is like yes. that's really not it's just so yeah. cliche but like in this ah. movie i'm like okay he has a change of heart he understands like he i'll, wanna, I'll admit know. though i liked the plot in headshot better because there was one aspect of the night conference that i did not care for and i thought it was stupid but the action, be, I mean, you're here for the action, so, I mean, you're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, oh, and fuck the action, yeah. And the action in The Night Comes Wars, I think, is far superior to Headshot, even, because, like, you're fighting 50 on 1 in this one, instead of the Yeah, and the camera work, I think, is smoother, like... Yeah, it's way smoother. Than, and that uh, might be headshot. just, like, the couple years more experience that made it smoother, too, you know? Because this came out in 2018, yeah. and Headshot came out They had out already made a movie, they knew what they were doing, right? And they... Yeah. So they, they executed it better this time, I think. Yeah. 
I agree. And they kind of have a more varied, like, group of enemies, I think. And, like, I don't know. I feel like there's just more. Yeah. I guess more interesting still, shit happens. Yeah, you can still kind of classify some of the people that he that the main character fights in this movie as bosses, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the two assassin ladies, um you know, like they, we were talking about before. They they didn't really explain who these people are, but they just kind of like made made us know right off the bat that they're super bad and they kill people. Um, right yeah and, and they're not to be fucked with <laughs> yeah they even kill their own dudes um <laughs> at one point yeah there's a there's a scene in this movie where like they're holding a door open like they're gonna break in the door and i swear a hundred people come through that door and like it's a really cool scene because it's all shot in pretty much one take there were very few cuts in that whole yeah and it's all inside too it's like all inside of an apartment so it's like an interior tight quarters fight involving like 50 fucking people which is wild too like yeah it gave me ip man vibes have you guys ever watched ip man any of those movies i've actually not no it's like that it's like 1v100 though like because it takes place in a village so it's like a little more spread out and like it's this dude will fight like 100 fucking people in those movies no yeah this particular fight scene um definitely remind me of the raid uh a lot of the scenes from the raid and like a lot of those fight scenes and like how they were shot and stuff like that so yeah no i i I enjoyed this a lot that particular fight scene too that was really yeah that was crazy there's also another one that's in a like a meat locker plant and like the carcasses are hanging up like the pigs or the cows or whatever and they're like using those to fight like they're grabbing bones off and hit each other with them and it's super violent yeah like, yeah, that may have been my one of my. I, yeah, there's so many good ones; too. it's hard to say. But that Meat Locker is yeah. probably my favorite. This movie has a weird thing too, where uh, sequences will will cut in the middle of them. So like, it's like trying to leave you guessing on what's gonna happen, and then it just like picks up later. Like they didn't know how to end the scene. Like the Meat Locker, like he's fighting, and then it's just cut to the next thing, and then you come back, and it's he's he's, he's in the he he's was. in the trailer because they well because they yeah. stun, that one makes sense to think because they stun gun him they they stun him out or yeah whatever. they do stun him yeah well i'm saying i think even before that there was another cut before that, yeah that, yeah there probably yeah. there probably is because it's like they and well and with the i won't i won't say too much about this particular one because it spoils some of it but the the intro sequence gets cut like and leaves you hanging a little and you get to see yeah. it later you know but yeah it, yeah you get to see how it plays out a little bit later but yeah and i i liked his i think like because he has actual like buddies in this one right and that was kind of cool seeing the character get to talk to somebody other than just the doctor i think in the first one because he doesn't really have like help in the in headshot that's what i was gonna say too and it's also interesting because they can actually help him right (laughs) there's a sequence we talked about this before but uh white boy bobby who you mentioned before he he comes out of a room and he goes shoot me shoot me and they literally lay 100 <laughs> bullets into this guy and apparently obviously the trope you know he had a bulletproof vest on like not one bullet hit him in the head or yeah. the arm or anywhere that he wasn't protected yeah. but yeah, it like was still funny sure like a wet floor it just showed side. you it kind of just showed you how crazy he was and how crazy everyone <laughs> he's kind of like, didn't give a fuck about his life anymore. yeah he's like he's, he's like, like, like trevor like, in gta man he's yeah. wild and like unhinged <laughs> well yeah they kind of set up his character you know a little bit earlier on in the movie when the main character comes back and uh and they come over and then you know he's like you fucking left us you know you betrayed us or whatever 
And then he pushes him up against the wall or, or he like throws him on the ground or whatever. And then you find out like white boy Bobby's, you know, like, you know, like he, he has like a prosthetic leg and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's almost like he didn't give a fuck about like his life anymore, <laughs> especially when he runs out of a room that says like, he's, he's like saying, shoot me, you know, and then he pulls <laughs> the fucking metal grate out of his, you know, whatever underneath his and shirt. And he continues fighting. Like, right. And he, and he beats that guy's fucking like... head in with it. Like he, he beats <laughs> that guy's head to a literal bloody yeah. pulp with the he's, wet. Yeah. Like sign. you said, Evan, he's basically Trevor from GTA five. Yeah, like yeah, minus running. the meth. He's like Trevor minus the meth, you know? Yeah. He's just naturally like that. <laughs> yeah. But my, I think my favorite character in this movie is Gogo Yubari's little cousin that has like the fucking chain in her glove. The young girl in the schoolgirl uniform is Oren's personal bodyguard, 17 year old Gogo Yubari. Gogo may be young. But what she lacks in age, she makes up for in madness. Because that's who it reminded me of is Gogo Yubari from Kill Bill with the with the chain and the mace ball on the end of it. But it's like yeah. a, a mini a mini version of that. That is like that is not how I want to die. Um, <laughs> that seems so terrible, like a serrated being, chain. Yeah, oh. like a serrated chain, like either having it like wrapped around my neck or having it wrapped around my fingers and my fucking fingers yeah. cut off, like and or like my neck. She got the one guy's open. arm. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, right. That's and I'm terrible. thinking to myself, this sounds like the the most like terrible way to like die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in every every fathomable way I can like think, I'm like this just doesn't sound pleasant at all. So and, painful. Yeah, and then you know the other chick doesn't really she doesn't have like a little special gear thing or whatever but she has like kind of like that uh what is it it's it's almost like a a boomerang type like blade or Knife, whatever. she yeah. doesn't throw it or anything like that but it's kind of you know bent kind i of forget like what you call those it's a certain kind of like blade yeah it's really sick looking I mean, i'm thinking to myself there too i'm like man i would not want to get stabbed with that thing either um so i guess you have to like take your pick and be like which thing the chain thing is definitely worse i think because yeah a knife is like a straight edge but that chain with it being like rough and so it's gonna like tear you and not even cut you you know like yeah and that just makes me cringe talking about it like fuck yeah 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 she she was cool um she was a very cartoonish character yeah kind of she like, definitely fi- kind of like white boy bobby you know like she was like the the bad guy version of him almost um yeah i was trying to think of like other characters in this movie that are like just super uh, over the top the the meat shop owner he uh calls yeah. the help from these like fake triad people like he, he <laughs> the thinks he's the cops. shit he, yeah, he, yeah. yeah he sees the shit because he owns this little meat shop and like obviously he probably pays to he has like a, a little bag of money like in his fucking freezer and he thinks he's the yeah shit. He gets and to like stab owed, people who are already tied up for him. So yeah, he and like, he's a bad motherfucker. The reason Ito went there, right, is because he owed Ito money or something. So Ito went to go claim the money that he owed to get the, girl, the little girl out of there or whatever. And he ends up, you know, Ito ends up overtaking him. And he calls for these, like, fake cops. And then the fake cops show up and just kill him. <laughs> They're like, uh, we don't, like... <laughs> We don't care about him either, so. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to kill Ito, and they just blow this guy away, man. Yeah, they're like, I don't care. <laughs> like, everyone in this movie is expendable, except for, like, the the six C's. Yeah. Like, the, uh, 
the bosses, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and there's even even a level of treachery within the sixth season. Feels like you know, like no, you can't. These guys are like sketchy. You can't trust anybody. I'd feel so nervous all the time around all these people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's it's interesting because like both these movies have like aspects of of like of a crime family, you know, like, yeah, they're not even like your blood related family, but it's people that you spend all your time with because you're all are like doing crimes together and shit. And like, exactly. Killing people left and right, uh, because they're less than you. Uh, um, I think that's oh, also ahead. why I liked headshot better was because I felt like, uh, what was Ishmael's like relationship with those people. Once he found out who he is, like it, it, yeah. it made it like you didn't want him to kill those people because you're like oh those are the people that were in the same spot as him that just didn't get out you know yeah, yeah like they didn't have the opportunity out. yeah that that's actually a really good way because they were out. all like trapped in the same like under lee like essentially you know they yep. were trapped yep. and brought up like kidnapped and yep. you know yeah and, and, and the night show, comes for yeah. us they're all kind of just pieces of shit <laughs> yeah like there's really no yeah you don't really have like a a flashback or something like that where it's like, you know, sympathetic for like these people yeah. who are like assassins or anything like that. But yeah, no, which that's, almost, a, that's a really good point. Which also works in its favor too. Cause then you're like, I just want to see everyone die. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah Cause that, then you're like more true. invested in, in seeing way. the people get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I wonder, felt bad. Yeah. I wonder that. if uh Timo did that specifically for, for maybe split, you know, kind of tried things differently. Like in the first movie, right? Like uh, Ishmael has kind of like a connection to these people in the the way that like he's fighting them. You know, kind of how we were talking about like boss fights. Like they're they're, they're more like, like brothers one, and sisters. Yeah, they're more like one on one personal fights. Whereas like in the night comes for us, you have no connection to those people. You have no. You don't really know anything about you know, any of these characters, because the only thing you know is that they're like brooding and they, they look badass. So you just have to assume that they just kill people all the time or are yeah. really good at killing people. And so like, there's just no sympathy for those characters. Whereas like in headshot, it's like, Oh, they all come from the same place, but like there was different outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only real bad yeah, guy is Lee really kind of a flipped like, perspective. Yeah. You know, on yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And then there's this guy fucking Chien Wu in Night Comes for Us. Who does he kill oh, anybody? Yeah. Does he do anything other than fucking Yeah, it's the 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 main bad guy in the Night Comes for Us is kind of lame cuz like <laughs> he's not really in the movie almost like at all. They and like it's it like it. a behind the scenes yeah. guy. And it almost <laughs> it almost he kind of almost acts like he's not even the main bad guy. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. I feel like that set up the sequel, like, more. Yeah. Like, he's just Maybe, there to yeah. kind of... Yeah, I'm not sure. With how it ends, too, which obviously we won't spoil, but... Uh, like, there's kind definitely... I know that they've cool. talked about a sequel for The Night Comes for Us. Uh, yeah, that'd be a, cool to see if, if he comes into it, you know? It's called uh, The Night of the Operator, I guess, is the sequel. Ah, that, that, that's a character name, too, that uh, alludes to something. Yes. And, um, uh... Yeah, but you're right. She and Wu is kind of like just there to. He like smokes cigars and talks shit. <laughs> That's much. all he does. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, it's fine. I just, it's just something I noticed, you know, like. Yeah. 
as I was watching. I don't think that's necessarily a complaint as much as it's just an observation, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we, like we've been saying this whole time, though, is this is... You're coming here for the action. Like, that's really yeah. what you're coming for. And um, actually, another scene that I did want to shout out was uh, that fight in the uh, armored, armored police van thing. Like that oh, yeah, cool. that was cool. Um, I like I love fights. I like I love like course like close combat like fights like that, where it's like in a car or something like that, or if it's yeah, um, you know what I mean, like just in the back super of claustrophobic spaces yeah. like that. Um, and uh, I, what did he do? Did, did he like pulled a grenade right, and he like pushed and the a grenade on top blows of it. up in the fucking truck with him. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just gets out. <laughs> and like kind of stumbles all over the place and then he just doesn't he just steal someone's car and then it leaves yeah and, and I, I feel like dips. if i saw that i'd be like what the fuck and he kind of laughs that was a, like a funny moment he kind of like laughs like holy shit that actually worked <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah no that's really, that's really funny yeah that's, that's one of my favorite action scenes in this one too yeah yeah there's like so, like there's not a single really action sequence in either one of these that i think it's bad honestly they're they're yeah. all really good fights and really well yeah. choreographed and shot you know yeah, yeah. i wonder like if, i think uh, if you're i wonder if uh like american I, I wonder if like a director tried well no that's not really how that'd work I, i'm like thinking to myself i wonder if like an american director tried doing camera work the same way like these action movies were shot to see if like I mean, they'd even be you know similar but then who, i'm thinking to myself what about the choreography you know what i mean like well, what about and like stuff like that the, have you seen the netflix daredevil show yeah no yeah I, yeah great. and that's american directors correct doing those yeah no for sure i and just those mean are definitely like, on this level i would say yeah like, i would just say like i feel i feel like the the only way you could do it like on a bigger budget though is to like have it be with an actor who's willing to like do their own stunts you know what i mean yeah for sure um or hide them under a mask like they did in yeah Daredevil, like with Ch- charlie, charlie cox, cox. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and i'm sure like he did some of his stunts in like the show and everything like that but you know with a bigger budget movie i feel like it would be way more difficult to kind of hide that stuff but i would be interested to see like an american director try to shoot an action movie like this movie and I'd, I'd want to see how it pans out because I feel like I I always feel like foreign action movies are way more like thrilling to me than an American action movie. Um, like I was kind of talking about previously. So I'd be I think curious. usually yeah. the, the well, action movies I go for is stuff like Mandy that's got a weird spin on it or it has like you know. Did you see um, Nobody? Cause, I did. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's quite on this level. And it's there's definitely not as many action sequences. But yeah. I did think the action was well shot. Like that yeah. might be close to what you're saying, but I do not think it's on this level. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'd say, yeah, it's definitely, it's like one step below. Yeah. Like I want to see, well, I actually watched it for the first time this, this weekend. And, um, I was like, this is really fun. I, I was like, I know it's just John wick again, but like, this is really fun. And like, I like Bob Odenkirk and everything like that. And I think he's a great actor and, I'm like, okay, this is interesting because I've never, I never would have ever saw him in like an action that's, role. 
Yep, that's And it. then in the movie, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, he's doing a lot of this stuff like himself. I'm like, this is cool. Like, it's cool to see that. Yeah. But yeah, you're, that's a really good... Also, but yeah. the director of that is foreign. He is... Uh, so I think he, I he did that, a Hardcore that, Henry. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you ever But seen that he movie. himself is not from America. So like that point... Like an American director doing this, I don't know of any. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. that would do it. Because Ilya Nashla... Nash Schuller is Russian, and that's who directed Hardcore Henry and Nobody. So yeah. that's a Russian. I remember seeing Hardcore Henry in theaters too. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that movie's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, a very so video game movie <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think of an American director that could do. Yeah, it. It's hard to think of, sure of one that directs. You know, like like I was talking about before with you know trying to use some sort of example for an you know americanized action movies tom cruise and christopher McQuarrie, or, you know like yeah or john wick like that would or be john wick go-to. uh with like yeah david leitch leitch is that how you and then chad yeah. stovaski I, I don't know i'm bad with yeah. names what about what like what about crank man i've never crank seen was crank. crank is a wild time <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got it doesn't have nearly as much hand to hand stuff, but it's got some and it's pretty good. Like it's it's, it's a very over stylized film. Yeah, um, it's hyper stylized. It's super sure. hyper stylized and over the top. Uh, but I think those directors are actually Russian as well. Neville Dean if and I, Taylor. They might. Yeah. Be, yeah. I'm not sure. I might be. Um, I might be wrong. One of them might be Russian. Anyways, but they they haven't done anything for a while. They did. Yeah. They did the second Ghost Rider movie too, which is like really weird. The one did something by himself recently. Me and Nick were actually talking about it. I don't remember what it was now, but yeah. yeah, yeah so sure. yeah, no, I always appreciate directors that are able to kind of link up and kind of have the same vision and do it together. Um, well, yeah. What is kind of like to kind of close this out? I think this would be fun. What's something like your guys's outside of these two? Obviously, like some of your favorite movies in this in this type of genre because one that immediately came to mind for me that i was like i have to bring up on this episode is cradle to the grave i fuck with that movie cradle to the grave have I you ever seen like, that i feel like Gently, i've heard of DMX. this movie yeah yeah um the, i mean it's definitely not on this level like yeah. that's not what i'm you know like, but this like one, that's this one's a guilty pleasure for me the one i'm gonna say uh because it's it's not a good it's not a great movie either uh but like the transporter yeah okay uh that was for me as a kid growing up that was like the one of the first like hand-to-hand action movies that i got into like as a younger kid but then over time like i was able to watch i i've watched you know some of bruce lee's movies i watched uh I think at the beginning of 2020, towards the beginning of 2020, we were like halfway through 2020 or whatever. I was like, there, there's a ton of Jackie Chan movies I have never watched before. Yeah, I um, like Jackie Chan movies. And uh, I went back and I watched uh, Rumble in the Bronx for the first time. Hell yeah. And I was Hell like, yeah. this movie fucking rocks. <laughs> I was that's like, that's one of my favorites. Um, sure. So like, I, I know the exposure to like, you know, uh, more like hand-to-hand combat movies is not great. <laughs> like I said, the transporter, like it's not a great movie, but it's kind of like a guilty pleasure sort of thing. Like uh, that's that's, fu- that's kind of like fine. what Jason Statham broke into, you know, in terms of like an action movie. Yeah, star was the transporter. Well, and that's what Cradle to the Grave is. I, that movie's probably a, a three, you know, but it's yeah. fun as shit. Like I love it. Yeah. It's got and Tom like, Arnold you know, in it. 
Yeah, like uh, <laughs> another movie, I guess, like even more of a connection is like Jet Li and Jason Statham. They they were in The One together. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's I've like never seen that. Super over the top, like yeah. sci-fi. They were in they were in War also, huh? Yeah, and and the movie is like super over the top, cheesy sci-fi, but it was like it was like more hand to hand combat because they both like do their own stunts and stuff like that. Um, what about think, you, Nick? Yeah. Do you, do you have any uh, favorites of the genre or guilty I would pleasures? Say not really. No, nothing that is going to excite anybody. So, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching a lot of like, like just over the top action movies because I was like the kid that would like stay up past like their bedtime and stuff like that. And I would wait for my parents to go to bed on the weekends or whatever. And I would stay up till like three in the morning watching you know whatever's on like turner classic movie that's like an action movie or you know just try to that that's kind of like i lived in a very sheltered home so like i didn't have exposure to things that i know that i was into as a kid playing with action figures and making your own fight scenes and stuff like that it's it can only be fun for so long but then you know i need exposure to actually (laughs) watch like these dumb over the top action movies and that's what I did was you know stay yeah. past my bedtime and watch those movies. Yeah, and that's cool. Yep. I I kind of like I didn't I watched action movies with like my grandpa and my dad growing up, but it was mostly like neither of them were ever much into the hand to hand stuff. It was always like war movies or westerns or like you know crime like movies where it was always like a, a heist or cops and robbers and shit, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and I grew up watching westerns too. Like, that's like a a genre a genre that's basically dead at this point, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like I I grew up in love with like westerns and and things like that, and you know, it was just all of it was just all my exposure was just you know, like I said, just staying up staying up way too late and watching these you know movies on yeah on Dish or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Well, you can. We did say that you can. You can watch both of these on Netflix. Hammered yep. Home, Night Comes for yep. Us is uh, a Netflix film, uh, so it'll be there for the like foreseeable future. If you're listening to this years down the road, it's probably still there. Uh, Headshot, it's up in the air. It may still be there. It may not. You know, but it's there right now. I think if you're hungry for some good action, this will definitely fill you up. You know, uh, yeah. because shit. It's hardcore from start to finish on yep. both. Yeah, accounts. even if you don't like action, but you like a lot of gore and like broken arms and <laughs> cuts, yeah, out, like like blood. <laughs> yeah, you might get your fix out of this. Yeah, thing. I think there'd be some horror like gore fiends that would even like this, you know. But like you yeah. said, it's just it's super violent. It's you know? su- super violent and like people fighting past the point when they should be fighting, like cuts <laughs> all over and. <laughs> oh yeah, just <laughs> battered <laughs> remains of a human, like in a fight. Yeah, it's like a carcass <laughs> fighting <laughs> another carcass. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Mortal Kombat when you both have like a sliver of health left, you know. <laughs> well, Drew, t- where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so you can find me uh, on Twitter at Papa Drew Bear. Uh, you can find our show, which has our links to everything on Twitter as well. Um, that is at Surfers Screen. Um, yeah, we have like links to Apple, links to Spotify, links to our Letterbox pages. If you want to check those out, we have a Discord too that you can hang out, just kind of like in Void Video. And uh, yeah. 
that's that's where you can find all that stuff. Yeah, for our listeners, as usual, you can just eyeball the description, and I'll put all of Drew's socials and stuff there, so you guys can can find it. As always, you know, thanks for uh, coming to Void Video, and remember, do your own stunts. Thank <laughs> you.